Welcome to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. I am Joe, and I'm your host every week right here on WNRI 99.9 on the FM dial, 1380 on the AM dial, and of course, on WNRI.com. A little bit about me. I work at a company called Remax. I'm part of the Luca and Murano team there, and uh, my partner, Don Murano, and I, we are working with buyers and sellers of residential and commercial property in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Um, We have this show. It's geared for the consumer, and typically we talk about real estate-related subjects, if it's what the market's doing, what interest rates are doing, uh, any inside skinny that I learn that might be of interest to you guys. I try and share that with you as well. And if you've been listening to this... Excuse me. If you've been listening to this show the past seven years, you'll know periodically I have either small businesses on or uh, charitable organizations because I think it's important to support these entities that may fly under the radar of the bigger media outlets. And that having been said, we have, I have a guest on tonight uh, who's well known to many of you, uh, Garrett Manseri. Garrett, welcome to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. Good evening, Joe. Good evening, everybody else. And you know, folks, I'm excited to have Garrett on the show. I've known Garrett for a long time because we were both on the board of directors at the Northern Rhode Island. Northern Rhode Island Board of Realtors together. Yep. And then we kind of would, you know, you see each other in passing at showings and things like that uh, in just the course of business. But Garrett's one of those people that um, I, I feel like we have a lot in common because we're both civic-minded. We both, mm-hmm. um, we pay attention to what's going on in our communities and we try to do things that can kind of make a difference and help out uh, relying on our energy, our knowledge, etc. Yep. And, you know, I had read something in the paper a couple of weeks ago and I almost immediately called Garrett up and said, hey, do you want to come on the show? And he said, you know, I can't come on tomorrow night, but maybe at some point in the future. So, Garrett, yep. tell everyone a little bit about what's going on and why we're both so excited. Sure. So, um, uh, last year I, I joined the Beacon Charter uh, School Board and uh, it's quite interesting. I really enjoyed the, my time there. Um, and then back when I was doing, you know, real estate, I actually worked with Beacon as my client. And they purchased the uh, church on uh, Federal Street. So at one Federal Street, uh, it used to be the United Methodist Church. Uh, so Beacon ended up purchasing it. And the plans that they have is to do a uh, community theater as well as probably a culinary, culinary program in the basement of the space. Um, and that's going to be used by the school and also by the community. So it's kind of exciting to have, you know, a smaller theater. It's not the size of the stadium theater, which is, you know, 1,200 seats. This will probably be about 200 to 300 seats. But um, it will be, you know, affordable and something that really going to be a really nice community space where people can gather uh, to have a large meeting or to have a small show. Um, and definitely Beacon is going to be, you know, presenting some of their talented uh, young artists. And I really feel it's, it's important that we kind of harness the, that young talent that we have in our community because we don't want them to go off to college and then say, you know, we're not coming back to Woonsocket or Northern Island because it's not an arts community. You know, we've always been pushing an arts community. And mm-hmm. I think in order to do that, we need more than just one, one you know, beautiful theater. So uh, my, my hope is that uh, it can kind of grow and become even bigger than what it is. Yeah, and you know, I want to point out, folks, because this is something that I'm um, I'm somewhat sensitive to or passionate about. Because, uh, of course, I I grew up 
in a family that owned piano and music stores. So I'm very sensitive to musicians and a lot of the concerns mm-hmm. um, and challenges that musicians have. If it's yep. when you're trying to put a band together. Um, <clears throat> when I was in high school, I did musical theater. No one probably knows that. Um, but, you know, <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I'm aware of, you know, the challenges. And a lot of times if you get these small um, community playhouses or, <clears throat> or repertory theaters, this is how they start out. This is how Trinity Repertory, which is now nationally recognized, that's this is how Trinity started out, as a mm-hmm. matter of fact, in a church, which yep. is why it's called Trinity right. uh, Repertory Company. So, you know, this is really, really big news, and it's something that, you know, one of the things that, I'm digress for a minute, that I've learned in, through all of my volunteering and, and um, you know, the, the time that I've contributed or dedicated to different functions is that a lot, all it takes is energy and an idea. And sometimes it's like you, you have a different perspective and you say, hey, you know, what if we looked at it this way? What if we tried to do this? And then everyone's, hey, you know, that's a really good idea. Let's try and do that. Garrett and a lot of the other folks, this is, this is where we are now. This is what they are doing. This is, this is a time for f- uh, uh, fresh ideas to be born, to create opportunities so that we can retain our artists, mm-hmm. if it's performing artists, if it's you know, our artists in whatever media that they're um, practicing in, we can retain them here. So they, maybe they you know, go to school in Boston, in Providence, but they can come back here. There's a support network for them to live and hopefully support themselves because yeah. again the world is getting smaller and smaller with the advent of the internet so you can share your artwork with people all over the world and here you have a place it's like a good foundation mm-hmm. you yeah. know yeah. and something that we try to do joe uh you know in addition to finding you know cool and fun places to do downtown we also have been trying to create a place for people that want want to live because we really feel like that's so strongly needed. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Main Street people and I, we go down to you know, Main Street conferences all over the country, and they tell us, you know, you need people living in your downtown. You right. know, it's so, so important. And Woonsocket really was missing that, that piece. So when you see, you know, 122 North Main Street, and you see 43 Railroad Street, and you see now the CYO complex getting converted to apartments, you know, those are great things because you're going to have people living in the downtown area. They're going to go to these theaters. They're going right. to go to the restaurants. They're going to go to the shops. And it's going to drive and even better, you know, more success for these businesses because they need people that live mm-hmm. right there and are going to co- constantly be buying from them and, and frequenting them and people are going to go visit them and then they're going to have new customers. So it's really great to see kind of all those things coming together at the same time. Right. And, you know, one of the other things that, you know, of course, as time goes on, culture changes. One of the things that um, has come along, and this is probably going back 10 years ago now, and we actually have some of this here in Woonsocket, they, the microloft. Right. You know, and that, you know, if, if you're probably over 35, you'd be like, who would want to live in something <laughs> that small? Yep. But if you are under 35, if you, especially if you're like in your 19, 20, 21, up to 30, mm-hmm. this is a great way where you can live in an urban, densely populated area and it's cost effective yep. and it's a good quality of life. I mean, they're, they're selling the micro lofts at the arcade in Providence. They're selling them as condominiums now. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is yep. something in, it, we have micro lofts in Woonsocket and maybe down the road there will be a demand for, you know, selling those as well. But I think it's great that we have so many rental, um, 
residential rental opportunities mm-hmm. in the city. And that was a hard sell in Woonsocket. I mean, we had to create the legislation to create the for zoning purposes. Right. And, you know, there was a lot of concern about, you know, what happens if the project fails? You know, what happens to these apartments? But honestly, like, we had a waiting list for 122 North Main Street. Uh, they were almost completing with, at 43 Railroad Street. And when you walk in there, it's so beautiful because everything is brand new. You right. know, you're in this old building, but yet you see everything is, is brand, brand new. So it's it's so great and so cool for people to to want to live there, you know. Mm-hmm. And even though they're small, like you, as you walk around, you say, "Yeah, it is functional." You know, I don't yeah. need that big dining room. I don't need right. that extra bedroom. I don't need that extra space that I don't use. You mm-hmm. know, so it's great to see people living in a space that they only need to afford. You know, so uh, it's great, like you said, for younger people, but also great for downsizers too. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody that has True. that four bedroom house, and you're like, "Oh my God, it's only the two of us. What are we right. doing in this big house?" You know, yeah. <laughs> it's a great option for them to to buy us. A, a space like that or rent a space like that and then again you get to walk down to Chains you get to walk yeah. down to Cyril's you get to walk down to River Falls and Christopher's you know so mm-hmm. there's great options for people that you don't have to get into a car every single time every single time that you go out you know right and that yeah that's something too that's really significant because you know you don't have to get into your car to drive around because you have all these great restaurants and venues or you know right near where you live mm-hmm. but Something else, too, because when I first heard about microlofts, when they first came on the scene nationwide about 10 years ago, I was like, who would want to live in a place that doesn't have a kitchen? All it has is a microwave. I'm Italian. It's like the food <laughs> and eating is a big thing. Yep, yep. And I was like, you don't microwave dinner. But if you go out, I don't, I've never, even during COVID, I mean, you go out to a restaurant on a Monday night, a Tuesday night, a Wednesday night, not like a Friday night, mm-hmm. these places were doing business. Mm-hmm. People don't eat home like they used to. They go out to eat all the yeah. time or they buy prepared meals and take it home. Yeah. And take it home. Yeah. If it's at Dave's or even Stop and Shop or wherever it is, mm-hmm. you know, so you have to ask. Do you really need to have, you know, a big gas stove? <laughs> big gourmet you know, kitchen, yeah. Right, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah. as, you know, culture changes, you know, what you know, the demands that the consumer places on builders and on properties changes as well, mm-hmm. yep. you know. Folks, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show right here on WNRI. And I want to thank our sponsors, John Dolbeck and the Dolbeck team at Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. Of course, Anthony Betancourt, managing partner of Beacon Title and Escrow. They are the closing, uh, uh, closing office of choice for the Luca and Murano team. And GMET's moving in storage. Uh, they can move your belongings from point A to point B, whether that's right down the street or across the country, they can do it. And they can also store your belongings, short-term or long-term. So you have to sell your house, and you're going to sell it before your new house is ready. All your furniture and belongings can be stored at GMET's moving in storage. 401-383-6399 is their number. Please give them a call and mention that you heard about them on the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. And actually, we're going to be having George Metz on the show before the end of the month. I forget which, if it's next week or the week after, but he will be on the show because there's a lot going on in the moving industry. Uh, some companies popped up and disappeared, and uh, it's very important that you, the consumer, know how to ch- select a reliable mover because they're moving a lot. You're hard paid for furniture and other belongings okay so without further ado getting back to um residential rentals and the importance of having a vibrant um urban core in a city like Winsocket you know Winsocket has had its I guess 
tumultuous times, but it's also had its great times. I mean, back in, mm -hmm. you know, the 1800s, early 1900s, probably up until about the 1960s, was it? Mm -hmm. You know, it was very vibrant, a lot of people here. I mean, you know, I w was here in the 70s, 80s. And I can remember, you know, walking down the street, you hear people speaking French. And it was really yeah. a tremendous cultural experience right here in northern Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then it went on hard times. Like a lot of um, industrial cities and towns did across the country. You look at Pawtucket, look at West Warwick, um, close to home. And then, you know, when I would go to national conferences, real estate conferences, and you talk to people from all over the country from states like Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. They had cities that went through the same thing. And the one thing that gets cities through this is energy and ideas from people like Garrett and everyone that he works with on, um, you know, on the commission, on the education commission at Beacon Charter School, right? Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. <laughs> well, I've got a couple of different board positions, so I just stepped down from the downtown Woonsocket Collaborative as a director, but I'm still on the board there, and mm -hmm. we've, we've you know, worked very hard over the last couple of years because we really saw a resurgence coming back from Main Street, because like we talked about, you know, people have been kind of, you know, it's kind of funny that, like, the, you know, with everyone driving cars that kind of killed Woonsocket because mm -hmm. we had so many beautiful bank buildings and it's like, you know, we need a drive-through, you know, right. and we don't, there's no drive-throughs you know, on in Main Street, you know, so yeah. we created a bypass to go around Main Street, you know, it's like, oh my God, so right. now we're going you know, full circle, we're coming back and saying, okay, we don't need the cars anymore, you know, yeah. we're fine, we can have people walk, it's, it's good, so uh, it's just a great time to like be a part of a Main Street board because you see the resurgence coming back and you mm -hmm. see the fact that the big box stores are kind of the ones that are struggling and the malls are struggling. I mean, yeah. Now you see they're, they're coming, trying to come up with ideas as to what to do with these large malls that, that they that they built. Um, so it's just a great opportunity to be back, uh, to be a part of that board, and to just see the resurgence coming back, and and just see a, a new kind of Main Street, you know. Mm -hmm. And it, and I also tell people too, um, you know, they say, what, well, what kind of businesses are going to succeed on Main Street? And right. I tell people, it's it's easy. It's it's businesses that don't need to compete with Amazon because mm -hmm. if you're going to come in and try to compete with Amazon, you're not going to win, you know? So you have right. to kind of create something you, new and unique. That's mm -hmm. why you see a lot of, you know, beauty salons on Main Street because you can't do, do that online, you right. know? Same thing with like a gym, you know, you're not going to go into the gym online, you know? So there's some, there's some industries that, that are there and, and they're just successful because mm -hmm. they're, they're unique things that you can't just buy elsewhere, you know? And yeah. we also told people to create like an experience for people, you know? Uh, you took, I was just going to say that. Come in and like have have fun in, in, yeah. in the store because you know come in and, with your friends and take like a nice selfie on on, on a board somewhere you know it's, it's fun experiences like that uh, and we also have some great people like uh, my friend Geraldine Barclay King who operates Jerry's Bluffing Boutique she comes in and does classes and, mm -hmm. and 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 you know fun experiences for people and that's that's something unique that you can offer in your in your store and even if you have you know five or six people it's still right. successful because they'll bring tell their friends about it and mm -hmm. say hey I went to this cool new shop in Woonsocket you need to go go down and check it out so. Just that word of mouth is great for people to kind of interact with each other, you know. Yeah, and that you know, and that's something that Amazon cannot offer is no. an experience. No, you know, yeah. Amazon's like, oh, I need to get this tomorrow, so you can <laughs> buy Amazon Prime, you click it, and it's on your doorstep tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but so much of shopping is an know, experience. Yeah, it's it's an experience. You know, I remember when I was um, a kid and a, a teenager and a young adult, and I would go with my mother, my grandmother, and my great aunts, okay, my mother's mm -hmm. aunts, and one of my cousins, we would go up to Boston to go shopping, 
Yep. And I was like always the one schlepping, carrying the bags for, you know, it's like for Christmas <laughs> shopping, you yep, know. Yep. But it was an experience. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we bought stuff, but you go out to, you know, you get there, you buy, you know, coffee and muffins, and then you go, you have lunch, and then you have something else before you take the train home. Yeah, it's a whole day, yeah. It's a yeah. whole experience. Yep. And that's something that, you know, Main Street, it's very walkable. So you can go into, a, if you want to go antiquing, if you want to go, mm-hmm. you know, to a coffee shop, you want to get your hair done, go to a coffee shop, do some antiquing. Yep. It's a whole experience. And then when you have if the classes or other things like that, mm-hmm. you, you know, no website can compete with that. No, no, absolutely not. You yeah. know? So it's great. So I think, you know, it's, it's good seeing that, you know, there's a lot of activity, a lot of ideas like that. Mm-hmm. Now, what... Is, do, you, do you have, like, numbers for the number of apartments that are, like, right along Main Street, above all the retail spaces? Have, like, so we don't, that are here we don't, now that are coming online or potential yeah. to come online? Um, so we don't track uh, the amount of residences. We do mm-hmm. track the commercial spaces. But um, in terms of, like, the projects, I know uh, NeighborWorks is working on affordable housing, and they're doing, I think, 70 apartments. Um, over on Island Place. Mm-hmm. And then you have um, the CYO is probably going to be about 22, 23 apartments. Yep. And then you have the Burnham Mills, which I believe is another like 50 or so. Mm-hmm. So um, we've got a couple different great projects that are going on. And, you know, we're hoping that we can also get the Lonely Building, which would another, be another great project. The Hospital Trust Building, they're proposing, I believe, another uh, 90 or so micro lofts there. Um, so yeah, that's we really, a really put together a, a lot of great. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because so many times people think about rental housing in cities like Woonsocket, and you think about the old school, you know, tenement house. Mm-hmm. And, of course, a lot of the housing stock, as with many cities, is not in the best of condition. Yeah. So it costs a lot of money to redevelop a property, and it only has three units and maybe nine bedrooms total. Right. Whereas if you are doing micro lofts, or you're getting a bigger building and you can put more apartments in there. Now you can get a lot of residences and you're getting starting to develop like a critical mass. Yeah, yeah. It makes it worth it. Makes it makes a profit. You know, I know right. some people don't like the word profit, but hey, that's, that's why people do this right. Right, for a living. You know what I mean? It's that, so exactly. You need to make a profit. Yeah. Yeah, and that, <laughs> people, I mean, people forget that you know businesses exist for one reason, and that's to make a profit. Yeah. You know, and there's that's nothing wrong. Say, yeah. Right. There's nothing wrong with making a profit <laughs> if you're if you're selling newspapers, if you're you know. Um, you know, selling clothing, restaurants, it's anything. what they do for a living. You know, some right. people don't think real estate is as a as a, uh, a career, but it is. Right. You know, and we we will work with the investors. You know, and we say, hey, do you want to buy this building? You're going to lose some money on it. Uh, right. Do you think they're going to buy it? Probably right. not. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, right. I mean, right. you have to make money. What you, what you do? What you? It's your job. You know. Yeah. So some people can criticize. You know, making a commission and doing real estate, but it is a job. It's, it's a, a career. Job. Right. You know? And we add, and the thing so. is too, we add value to the transaction. Absolutely. You yeah. know because. Our, our job is to be aware of what's going on in the real estate market. And, you know, the savviest investor isn't aware of everything that we are because right. they probably don't go in as many properties as we do as realtors. They probably mm-hmm. don't talk to as many people as we do. And they're yep. not reading as much as we do. And, yep. you know, um, and, and because it's just it's a con- continuous process of learning and educating yourself so mm-hmm. that we can stay, you know, at the top of our game and add value to the transaction. Correct, yep. You know, knowing yep. about the different, I mean, especially you because you're so aware of everything in the city. You may be aware of, oh, well, there's going to be a zoning change here or, mm-hmm. you know, financing opportunities or, you know, yes, we can pass, we passed legislation for microlofts. I mean, I know something at the state level we're trying to get 
um, you know, like tiny houses. We're trying to get legislation for that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of stagnating, but we're trying to do it because it makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. because we have a housing shortage. We have a housing shortage for houses for sale, yep. and that's driven because we have a housing shortage of rentals. Mm -hmm. You know, rentals are so expensive. There aren't enough of them. Yep. And, you know, if you're looking for a rental and you have a pet, forget about it. <laughs> it makes yep. it that much more difficult. Yep, yep. for sure. You know? And also to navigate, uh, I work with a lot of business owners too, you know, so I think, you know, some of them, are, they, they've got a great idea, you know, they're mm -hmm. always, they're really good at what they do, you know, right. you can be a great at an, an, antiquing, you know, you know how to do that, but you don't necessarily know how to set up a business, you don't exactly. have to know, yeah. you know, oh, where, where do I go at City Hall to set up my business, you yeah. know, I mean, they don't realize how, how many steps there are, you know, to mm -hmm. kind of guide people through that, you know, right. and not every city in town has people that are just sitting there waiting and saying, oh, I can't wait for the business owner to come in and I'm right. going to help you. You know, so yeah. they, it doesn't work that way. You no. know, they send you to the planning department and the zoning department and the water department and the fire department. And then by the time you're like, oh, my God, what, what, what step is next? You know, yeah, so. Right. <laughs> so and I work with a lot of people like that. that, yeah. that that's good because, I, yeah, I know. I mean, I've worked with people, too, and they have like a great they're really good at cutting hair. They're really good at making cabinets or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Yep. But they, you know. And there are even a lot of realtors that are that are like this too. They they lose track of the concept of time. And yes, you have to allow so much time for you to swing the hammer to make the cabinets, but then you also have to allow so much time to go to town hall or city hall and get all the paperwork you need yeah, so that get you can operate up. legally. Yep. Get all the inspections, you know. Right. Yeah, it takes time. Yep, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and th and that's something that needs to happen up front. And a lot of business owners are unaware of that, and they don't know where to start. And that's why. It, another reason why working with, with an experienced real estate agent, a realtor who can point you in the right direction, even more so when it's someone like Garrett who has all of the knowledge. And Garrett's very um, sharing and, you know, he's on the show talking about all the opportunities. He was on, you know, been on the radio numerous times because it's not just good for Garrett. It's good for other people, which makes it good for the community, which helps the whole city. That's you know. the point, yeah. Right. If everybody works together on the same team, it's very helpful, right? right. You get more accomplished than exactly. you know working in silos on by yourself. So yep. I see the I see the big picture of things for sure. Yeah. And, and, <clears> and that that is very important. Now, I, Garrett, if you, what would be in a perfect world? What would be the out? Like, what would you ultimately, if you could say, okay, I would be, I would be over the moon if in two years this is what was happening, and in five years this is what was happening he, right here in Woonsocket mm -hmm. with regard to our you know Main Street and other redevelopments. Well, one of the things is happening uh, is a, a college on, on Main Street. You know, that's something that I spoke to Governor uh, Gina Raimondo when she was in office, and mm -hmm. you know we took three tours of Main Street, and she kind of said, you know, Garrett, like what what are the things that we need to do to make this successful? And I right. said, well, we need businesses, we need people, and we need education. You know, those are the things that are kind of going to get us together. You know, mm -hmm. in addition to the arts community, which we already have, you know, so, um, you know, I was hoping that we would get maybe like a satellite campus for a RIC or CCR, CCRI or something like that. But uh, we they had a, a successful higher education center uh, in Westerly. And she she said, you know, I could have put this center anywhere. 
But she said, you know, after our conversation, we talked to her about it. We said, I said, I, I promise you that I wouldn't forget about one socket. And she didn't. You know, mm -hmm. she said, this needs to go in one socket. You know, we have people that need to get this training so that they can get a job at CBS, Fidelity, mm -hmm. Amica, AAA. Um, so those are the companies that have signed on already, but there might be more in, in, in the future. Um, and I think having that there is going to be great because they're going to bring in people not only during the day, but also at night, too, because right. we're going to have day classes and night classes. And at least when you go there, you know that you have a job. Mm -hmm. You know that you're not just going and getting a four-year degree or a two-year degree. You're going there to get training to work at that company. Right. So that's a great thing that you know that you're spending money on you know, education, but you're also going to get that job at the end of it, too. So Yeah. And that, you know, I just want to jump on that a little little bit because not everybody needs to go to college not everybody should go to college we need right. more people who you know <clears throat> use their hands and you know have a trade right. and i think so so many times people are just okay yeah you've got to go and apply for college and aside from you know all the tuition bills and college is so expensive right now mm -hmm. um Maybe that's not what you should do, what you want to do. Maybe you could be more successful doing something else in the art, something else technical, if it's with computers, if it's like with your hands, fixing things, building things, um, if it's you know, becoming um, you know, an IT person. These are things that you can go to a different type of a school for, and it's not a four-year college where you're going to come out with a quarter of a million dollars in debt. You know? Mm, right. Um, yep. And when you have something like that, so people come here and they're taking their classes, well, it's not like they just come here, go to the class and leave. A certain percentage of them are going to get something to eat before class, after class, have coffee. Oh, maybe, you know, they meet other people here and then they do something else and they go out to a bar or, and after that's how yep. you slowly, you know, it's like, it's called a bleed and you get the little bit of people who come here to do one thing, but then you get them to spend money on something else. And that helps revitalize the local economy. And there's so many examples of that. I mean, we went to uh, Madison, Wisconsin, and mm -hmm. it's incredible. I mean, when you walk down the street, you just see all the college kids that are there, and they spend out there spending money. I mean, they're not just sitting in their dorm all, right. every night. You know, they're out there spending money, and that's mm -hmm. why the businesses are there. Right. And there was no vacancies because they just had so many people on their main street. It was just incredible. So, yeah. you know, even though we won't have that, at least if we have a, a small satellite campus like this is, um, it's, it, again, going to bring those people out. And, again, it will attract their businesses to make them more successful you yeah know? yeah <clears throat> folks you're listening to the joe luca real estate show it's about half past the hour we are here on wnri 99.9 on the fm dial 1380 a.m big shout out to our sponsors beacon title and escrow anthony betancourt is the managing partner and john dolbeck and the dolbeck team at fairway independent mortgage corporation 401-321-4401 is john's number if you have a mortgage and you've had it more than a few years, give John a call at 401-321-4401 because he might be able to get you a better interest rate. And interest rates are starting to go up, folks. You know, um, they're forecasting, I heard today, five or six increases by the Fed in 2022. Last month they were saying three or four, now it's five or six. So rates are going up. How much, we don't know. But give John a call, 401-321-4401. See if it's worth refinancing your current mortgage or if you are renting you really need to see if you can qualify for a mortgage because it's going to be um, tough slogging if rates go up for you to get a mortgage so give John a call 401-321-4401 and he'll help you out and then of course 
after you get a mortgage with John and you close on a house, you're going to call GMET's Moving and Storage at 401-383-6399 because they're going to help you move your belongings. You know, my partner, Don Morano, she's moved several times. She likes to buy houses, fix them up, and then move on and buy another house. Um, and so she's moved a few times in the past several years. And so she's tried a few different movers. She started out with GMETs and then she tried a different one and then she went back to GMETs. And, you know, GMETs moving is half the price of some of the other moving companies and they do a better job. They're more prompt. When they say they're going to arrive, they arrive and they get the job done. So that's GMETs moving in storage, 401-386-399. And um, I want to thank my partner, Don Morano, the other half of the Luca and Morano team. Uh, we both work at Remax Preferred. And uh, we help buyers and sellers of residential real estate in Massachusetts and Rhode Island. Okay. Uh, we are here with Garrett Manceri, and we're talking about all things Woonsocket and uh, revitalizing urban areas and the Beacon School, Beacon Charter School. Um, and then uh, we really haven't talked much about the stadium. That's kind of like, you know, it. Several years ago, maybe a decade ago, it was had its challenges, but now mm-hmm. it's standing on its own two feet, and it's really, it, it's um, it, you know, doing really well. Gets a lot of big shows here. Gets a lot of activity. Yep. What um, what are some things like? Because now the stadium is not just the theater. There's a whole complex around it of other Correct, what yeah. used to be like office space and retail spaces. Yep. What what opportunities are there? Or tell tell our listeners a little bit about. Uh, that whole general area. Sure, yeah. So the stadium next door uh, bought the building and they called it a stadium conservatory. And um, their plan is to have uh, a, a black box theater in the basement of the space. I don't believe that is yet completed, but it's still, you know, in the, in the works. Mm-hmm. And then um, they also have a lot of storage for their props and all their costumes and that kind of thing. Uh, and then they also have some educational spaces. So they offer classes and also some rehearsal space for their productions. Mm-hmm. And they also have a marquee room, which is really beautiful. It's a smaller venue, maybe like... I want to say 200, 300 people can go in there. And it's a great place. You can rent it out as well, too, uh, with tables and chairs and have a nice small party or small wedding or you know, whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, so they can have smaller shows there. Mm-hmm. And then they also have some uh, offices on the top floor for, okay. for the uh, staff. Good. And now across the street, there is some right in the building that abuts the Beacon Charter School. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had some new retail establishments going in there, Correct, so that's yep. getting a little revitalized. Yep, so uh, a woman by the name of Kim Salona uh, opened up Monument Square Arts, and that is a art studio. So one of the things that we did when we established the Overlay District was we allowed for art galleries. Uh, art galleries actually wasn't even defined in the zoning code. Mm-hmm. So we put it in, uh, and we said no matter where it goes in the overlay, it can go in. So it doesn't have to worry about oh, zoning approval or anything like that. So they can go in anywhere they want. Um, so they moved into that space. It's a small little space, but she's got a couple different artists in there with different works. Um, so uh, she got some clothes, some accessories, some paintings, so mm-hmm. a couple different uh, stuff. And then right next to there is uh, uh, two friends of mine, uh, Sherry Stabile and also Tammy Rhodes, opened up Yaya and Tree of Life. And mm-hmm. she kind of joined the two business names. Yaya stands for grandmother, so mm-hmm. if anybody just doesn't know. Um, and what they do is a really cool concept. So they are crafters, 
And what they did is they actually rented out sections of their shop to different crafters. So, uh, and this, this is typical uh, with a, a small crafter. You know, you can't really afford a big space right. like that. You know, you can't afford $1,200 a month, you know, ma- making just soap or making embroidery. Mm-hmm. So what they decided to do is to sell their shelves. So you can get it one shelf for $25. Oh, wow. You can get two shelves for $50. You can get a whole bookcase for $100. And it actually makes it affordable for people. So mm-hmm. when you walk in there, you see, you know, maybe 10 to 15 different artists uh, work. Um, and it's all different stuff. You know, it's all cool, different, unique stuff that you can't buy online. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to walk in there and just see all the different works that they have. So uh, it's a great concept that they have to kind of like have a, a large shop, right. but also have other artists come in. And you can probably even have the space for free because you've got mm-hmm. so many different artists in there that are yeah. pay- paying that you can actually have your display for, for nothing. You know, so it's a great concept that they have. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's like the kind of ingenuity, entrepreneurial ingenuity that can, you know, really open up opportunities for mm-hmm. other businesses. Yep. Sure. You know, yep. I mean, maybe they're, yeah, I'm just thinking about other possibilities in my head right now. That's really that's really unique. And if one of them isn't more successful, they can say, hey, I'll, I'll go rent my own space. You know? right. But it's a great way to kind of introduce your product to an area and see if it will sell there, you know, yep. at, that, at that capacity, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's something it could be used for clothing. It could be used for, you know, and any type of, a, um, you know, an item, a retail item like yep. that. Yep. And now in the upper floor over there, they have, you have some offices. I believe there's a church or two on this upper upper level in that building, correct? Yeah, so the church, over, uh, there's a church on the bottom floor and also on the second floor. So right. they rent some performance space on the second floor. But on the second floor, we've got one business there that is really cool. Um, if people watched American Idol, mm-hmm. you might from, be familiar with Elise Testone. Mm-hmm. And she was one of the finalists one year, and she opened up a music studio there. Wow. So she gives uh, voice lessons and that kind of thing there. So that's a great uh, opportunity for people to come and learn from somebody that has, you know, achieved some fame, yeah. you know, and, and as some celebrity uh, status, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so she she's a and she performs all all over. You know, she goes to South Carolina, she mm-hmm. goes to the West Coast to to perform. So it's great to have somebody that have that notoriety to be like, hey, I want to open up a a little studio in Woonsocket. Yeah. You know, that's really cool. You know. So yeah, <laughs> you know, we, so we actually we have a few people who have like national <clears throat> recognition, you know, musical performers. We have mm-hmm. Corey with the accordion; he's a Winsocket guy, right? Mm-hmm. Originally, yep. and then um, there was another woman too, whose name I'm forgetting. She's maybe like five years ago. Oh, she was on one of those shows too. But another vocalist. Either. Yep. So that yeah, so Winsocket, we turn out some pretty <laughs> talented people. That's yep. good. Yep. That's for sure, yeah. So but great. yeah, and that's so that's also plays into what we were originally starting out talking about, you know, supporting the arts and mm-hmm. if it's performing arts, then we have she's got her, her vocal studio right there, right next to the Beacon Charter School. Right, yep, yep. And it's great to have, you know, especially these artists, like I said, we want Winsocket to feel like their home, you know. For so right. many years, we've said, oh, Winsocket is an arts community, but we never really promoted that, you mm-hmm. know. When I was on the council, I did uh, River Island Art Park as mm-hmm. a way to kind of, like, have people feel like, you know, that park belongs to them. Because right. whenever you go to a park, you see, you know, baseball fields and basketball courts and that kind of thing. And it's not, there's nothing for the artists. So mm-hmm. I said, this park really needs to be for the, for art, you know. So yeah. we, we were able to bring the Levitt Amp uh, Summer Concert Series. So that's a great way to kind of bring thousands of people to the downtown area. Yeah, that is a great. And great again, way. they go to the restaurants, they go to the shops before and after the show. So it's great, you know. It's, it's another way to kind of utilize that open space that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it really has to have open space for people to feel like it, you can have those small events to to bring people in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, is there anything? I know we have um, not far from the Stadium Theater. There is the 
French, um, like the library, or well, I'm blanking what that building Franco is. Franco American yeah. uh, Museum? Yeah. Genealogical Society. Yeah, yeah. the Genealogical yeah. Society. Right. Yep. You know, I think something like that is great because it leverages our history. You know, we had French Absolutely. Canadians yep. here. Yep. And uh, it's, I wonder... Uh, Anyone listening who has ideas, you know, if there's something that either a business opportunity or a cultural opportunity that could that could leverage the cultural past, the French Canadian roots of mm-hmm. Woonsocket, because when you start to look into that, there's there are so many layers of different things that right. you know you could benefit from, and I'm wondering if there's some kind of a business opportunity there for someone. So it's funny that you say that because we actually are working with uh, Jerry's Bluffin Boutique that I mentioned, uh-huh. and she is. Uh, so we we submitted a request uh, for a grant to open up a cultural center right next uh-huh. to her uh, space. So she wants to tell the stories of she's from Liberia, so yeah. she wants to tell that story. But there's also other cultures that she feels are, are prevalent here in Woonsocket. You mm-hmm. know, Laotian is is, is big. Mm-hmm. So we want to we want a space for people to kind of tell their stories. You know, right. to come in and have either a, a class or a seminar or like a fun event. Mm-hmm. You know, in that in that space right next to her. So that's the space next to Chan's if you're familiar with it. But, um, you know, it would be great to have a cultural center there to kind of like have, you know, opportunities like that. You know, right. we've got the Museum of Work and Culture, which is great. Yep, it kind of tells awesome. the story of the mills and the past of that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But we also need to tell the future. So we can tell the past and the future, you know, of, of downtown yep. Woonsocket and Woonsocket in general by having, you know, multiple different cultural centers that, uh, that can kind of just appeal to all different demographics of people, you know? Yep. That's good. Yeah, I mean, again, Chan's, that's another asset. It's been here so long. Mm-hmm. It has literally national recognition. We have international, internationally um, recognized artists who yep. come and play Grammy right winners. here. Yep, Grammy winners come on a regular yeah. basis. Yep, yep. You know, and it's, um, people don't even realize the level of talent that you can see on a, any given Friday or Saturday night mm-hmm. at Chan's. Yep, for you sure. Yeah. So, yeah, so there are a lot of great things in Woonsocket, and it's nice seeing that, you know, we're starting to get that kind of critical mass. We've, you know, we're residential redevelopment for the rental apartments. Mm-hmm. We're getting businesses on Main Street, if it's, whether it's hair salons or whether it's artist, you know, vet, uh, retail establishments. Mm-hmm. It's that dynamism is so important for, you know, yep. for the longevity. Yep. For sure, yeah. Of, of, of a certain area, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, and of course, you know, our politicians, I mean, the city council and the mayor, I mean, they've all been, you know, deserve credit for a lot of this, too. Yeah, so it's, a, it's, a, it's clearly a, a team effort because, you know, a lot of that success wouldn't have happened without the Overlay District, which was passed unanimously when I was on the council. There was so much support. Mm-hmm. They passed the tax legalization plan to kind of incentivize investors to come in and purchase these old buildings and renovate them because yeah. you and I both know that, you know, no one's going to plunk, you know, $10 million into a building and pay full tax on, on that right. on day one. You know, it just doesn't work that way. Right. So no. you need to make it, the project uh, uh, feasible for them mm-hmm. to do it, you know. So uh, everybody's got to be on the same page. And, and work together you know we're hoping that well, this buyer for the hospital trust building comes together and the city council and the administration kind of work in, in collaboration to make that happen you know mm-hmm. so we want to see more and more progress now that we've got this momentum we want to keep it going you know yeah what is the next hot area or could be the next hot area in one socket so which is it like um you know, we're talking about Main Street now and, mm-hmm. and, the, and the greater stadium area. But is there another area that's kind of percolating that you would like to say, you know what, this is the next one, right? You know, along the Blackstone or, you know, what do you, what do you think is something that would um, 
you know, warrant. So something that we would like to do is we would like to expand the Overlay District to kind of get uh, the gateways into Main Street. So mm-hmm. when we talk about River Street and Hamlin Avenue and South Main Street, we've already done North Main Street and it's been successful. So that's what we want to work on next. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we know that, you know, if you want to revitalize Main Street, it's more than just Main Street. You know, you, we need to do an entire community, an entire neighborhood. And I know some people said, you know, oh, it's too big already. I mean, it's only 3% of the city. Mm-hmm. So the Overly District is 3% of Woonsocket, okay? Right, right. So if we go a little bit further, we'll be okay, I promise yeah. you. We're not even going to get to 10%, even right. if we do all the areas that we talked about, okay? Mm-hmm. But there's so much potential there. When you look at Hamlet Avenue, it's got the beautiful uh, decorative lights. It's got beautiful historic buildings that yeah. can be revitalized. You know, when you look at River Street, um, you know, when I was on the council, we worked with the administration to knock down some of those buildings because yep. they're just dilapidated, yeah, you know? They were, and they were blocked, some of those blighted. buildings, yeah. You can't you can't st- keep a building forever, especially if it has no history, history, history uh, you know, architectural structure to it. You know, yeah. just knock it down, start over, you know, and try to do some cool mixed use uh, projects that will be successful there. Um, and also, uh, when you look at the Armory Building, you know, they were trying to include that in the Overlay District, which would have made it even more successful. The Armory is a beautiful, beautiful building, and we don't want to lose it. Mm-hmm. So we want to work with the people and kind of do anything we can to kind of save it. Uh, so when you look at those particular areas, I think there's so much potential there to have uh, just a, a lot of people living there and businesses opening there. So that's kind of the next step that we're doing is we, we've made you know the downtown area kind of very successful. So mm-hmm. now let's move on. Let's let's branch out and make it even more successful. Yeah, you know one of the things I always um, remember about um, Buddy Cianti is he always had these big ideas. I mean, he would just dream like outside the box that like yep. you couldn't believe it. And yep. it's like, I remember when he first started talking about moving the train tracks and the rain opening up rivers and I was yep. like, what the heck is this guy talking about? <laughs> and then wow, look at downtown Providence now and we have Look you know, at water, water, fire. water fire. is so successful. Exactly. Yeah. Such a simple concept, but it works. You right. Know? Yep. And I remember there was one thing that he said that I thought made so much sense and I, would, I don't know if it'll ever get done but mm-hmm. he was talking about, you know, he said deck over Route 95 to, so you can connect the city because when Route 95 was dug up and went in, mm-hmm. that essentially separated the city. It bifurcated, you right. know, the whole west end of the city from right. downtown. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you could deck over Route 95, now what you could do is say, all right, we've got all this land. We can have some for parks. We can have some for housing. We yep. can whatever you want to do. And I think that would be another a great way because they could probably get federal dollars for that, and then yeah. the city would get property tax revenue and right. lots of other opportunities to Open get revenue. Open up that space, yeah. yeah. yeah and sure. it, I, my point with respect to Woonsocket is, I wonder if, like, what could we do in Woonsocket? What kind of, like, outlandish, crazy things outside the box could we think about and for, you know, for Woonsocket to achieve over you know, the next 10 or 20 years? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to do those redevelopment projects that would make it more successful. You know, when I think about redevelopment, I think about, you know, like possibly uh, Social Street and kind of Chester Street over there. You know, Mm -hmm. that whole area has so many kind of older tenement houses that really are not functional, not Mm -hmm. usable anymore, you know. And I I really would love to see that kind of, you know, be redeveloped and revitalized to a different kind of thing because it's got great traffic. You've got Mm -hmm. people there all the time. But we just need to get, um, you know, newer newer properties there to be more incentive to get, you know, different kinds of people in, into the into the community. So I, I think there's a couple different areas that we can def- work on for sure. 
uh, if the if the city can kind of come together and kind of work towards it and say, okay, let's let's reimagine it for for yeah. the next generation, you know, and you know, leverage our assets. Another big asset that we haven't haven't even talked about is is the hospital, mm-hmm. you know, landmark. I mean, I think that's you've got doctors and PAs and nurses and people so that are smart there, and make yeah. a lot of money. Let's yep. leverage that. And then right near there on Hamlet Ave, you've got that big, nice piece of open, undeveloped land, underutilized land. And unfortunately, we shouldn't be putting self-storage there, you know, because yeah. it would do so much more than storage, you know, come on. I, mean, I know. We could, we could put storage anywhere, you know, but right. I hate to see it on high traffic, beautiful areas like that. You've got your sandwich between the middle school and the, and the bike path, and you're going right. to put storage there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my I, God. I know, and it's, it kills me because it's like, you know, as, as a realtor, it's like we're always, what's the highest and best use for this land? Not that. <clears throat> yep. not, not that. I mean, it's a beautiful, yeah. it's nicely located. Mm-hmm. There are so many other places that you could put the, you know, self-storage. Yep, for sure. Or, or figure out another way to use it. I mean, maybe put it in the basement of a better other property that's, yeah. you know, built yeah. on top of yep, it. Yep, for sure, yep. Um, but, yeah, see, folks, that's how realtors think. We think about what's <laughs> the highest and best use for a piece of land. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, you know, you don't want to underutilize it. And you have, like, a really valuable, potentially valuable piece of dirt. And we all know there's only so much dirt available. Yeah, almost so much space. You know, when yeah. Socket kind of struggles with that, we look we need more, you know, pad you know, site site ready spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have the bone and spinning mill coming down and yeah. you know, a lot of people are sad to see it go. But honestly, like those buildings are so huge and so yeah. massive that what do you do with them? You know, right. we can't they're functionally we just, obsolete. We just don't have enough manufacturing businesses to, to compete with that. You know, I mean yeah. we don't know that manufacturing for the most part is going overseas and mm-hmm. you know we do we do some of that as much as we can, but honestly we can't fill an eighty thousand square foot mill. It just doesn't work, you know. Yeah. And because a lot of times, too, you know, people say, "Well, yes, you know, we're, when Trump was in, they were trying to get manufacturing to come back, and and they mm-hmm. did that." But you know, the manufacturing that's coming back is not the kind of manufacturing that we had here. Right. And not to say that you couldn't have new manufacturing here, but there are certain things that make it not feasible. If it's you know the way. If it's, you know, trucks that have to come in and the mm-hmm. access they need or, the, you know, if it's the roads leading up to the property, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, Menden Road maybe can't handle well, if you need a lot of big 18 wheelers coming in, you know, yeah. track semis coming in and out. So now you're talking about, oh, you've got to redevelop the road and then you've got to buy eminent by land, eminent domain from homeowners mm-hmm. to make the road wider. So mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff is just it, it's not feasible financially to do something like that. And to find the labor force to do that too, you know right. I mean? To find those kind of low-skill jobs yeah. is hard, you know? And then and then you also have to pay them a certain amount of money that is, you know, much less than these other countries that can afford because they're just buying power is so little right. compared to ours. You know, we don't they don't have to pay as high as we do. Mm-hmm. So it's just hard to make it work and f- make it financially successful for a company like that, you know? Yeah. And now for <laughs> our, our listeners, what is, um, what is going to be coming to the Bone and Mills? So uh, there is a building in the back that he that the owner is going to keep uh, in the back to kind of rent out for industrial space, but then it's going to be a site ready space, so somebody can come in and propose, uh, you know, some type of use. Either I think I believe any kind of commercial can go there. It could mm-hmm. be retail, could be office, could be industrial. So it's good to have that kind of flexibility. Yeah. Um, there is a, a family dollar in front in front of that, so you need to kind of get something you know complimentary. I think, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it'd be great to see that whole that whole site get developed because it is a beautiful site. It's got great yeah. highway access, you know, so I'm hoping that somebody comes in and proposes uh, something great for that site. That would be good, yeah. yeah. 
again, I think, you know, sometimes you have to think a little outside the box. One thing that is probably not going to be going there is, is office, you know, because I think just as a result of COVID, more and more people are working at home. And right. because of Zoom and other tech tools that we've mm-hmm. had but we never utilized, yep. you know, I just, I don't see people professionally speaking as a realtor i don't see office buildings getting occupied the way they were before yeah for sure i mean i i've worked with a couple of clients and they they rented spaces in the in the buildings but uh in the office buildings but it's been smaller spaces so right. it's going to be very hard to rent out like ten thousand square feet of office space it just mm-hmm. doesn't work that way anymore you know yeah. um and actually a couple of different developers are working on kind of like shared uh shared spaces and mm-hmm. also small spaces so somebody you know like myself that could go rent a small office for 200 bucks a month Mm-hmm. You know, I think that is going to be very successful because, right. like you said, people are used to working on home, but they probably also want to get a little bit more privacy, a little bit more of their own space, but they yeah. don't want to have a huge space. So yep. they're not going to go and rent, you know, a thousand square feet for just one person. They mm-hmm. want a small space that they can afford and also Maybe there's like a shared a you know? shared receptionist or yeah, shared, con- shared conference room too, yeah. you know. I think that, that concept is going to be very successful coming out of the pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. People are going to say, okay, I need a space, but I mm-hmm. want to I want to have a shared space. Or maybe even one that can work with other people too you know maybe yeah. you have a real estate person but then you have a bookkeeper you have you know an accountant you have a, mm-hmm. a lawyer so people that could work together on different transactions but uh, they also have their own spaces too i yeah. think that's going to be very successful you know yeah going out. yeah i agree too i mean i i totally get what you were saying because i go into my office every day and it's like my wife who works for cvs she still works from home right and i just i i cannot work from home too <laughs> it's like you know yeah. i'm well, part of our business is we're, we, we're out meeting people. Right, yeah. But, you know, I if I'm on the phone, I can't have someone else on the phone or the dog comes <laughs> up to me or the dog barks or something yep. like that. You yep. know, it's just yep. not conducive to, you know, the level of professionalism that I, I right. you know, require. Yep. <laughs> you know. Yep. So I think, yeah, there is going to be a, a certain amount, but these, these office buildings, it might, you know, I mean, even CVS, a terminated the leases on their properties in I think it was Smithfield so they're mm-hmm. not using those anymore they're bringing yep. everything into it should be know, very interesting even like you know uh, we see it with banks too where they're like yeah. you know having more and more mobile deposits and you, you know you're seeing less and less employees there so I think companies are going to try to pivot and, and kind of figure out how to operate more virtually than in person you know so yeah. uh, it's going to have some pluses and negatives you know for people you know so some people like to work at home and, mm-hmm. and they're successful at it and some people can't do it so I think yeah. we need to have this kind of flex option for people whereas yes you can work from home but you also have a small affordable space too you know mm-hmm. so whatever works for you, you yeah know? what i what i see though is an opportunity there because there's there are all these office buildings i think that they should be repurposed to be apartments or condominiums depending on how old the structure is mm-hmm. yep. you know because we clearly we have a shortage of rental housing mm-hmm. that's why I just rented a condominium, a two-bedroom condominium for $2,200 a month to, to, to someone. Right. Okay. And then after we did that, someone else in the development had rented one out for $2,800. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know how, I, I just can't wrap my head around, you know, that paying that kind of rent needing that kind of space yeah for yeah. two bedrooms and it would be really cool you know I, I would love to live on the top of an office building on, yeah. the, on the eighth floor and have a beautiful view of the city you know I think right. that's great you know so sometimes I think it probably makes more sense to have like the first couple of floors be commercial and yep. then above that be you know residential mm-hmm. you know I think that makes sense yeah I do too I mean and that uh, 
a lot of the, you know, the cities in Europe, that's what they do. They have, yeah. you know, commercial on the first one or two floors, and then mm-hmm. upstairs it's all, you know, apartments. And the good thing about that, too, is that you have the building being used at all times of the day and night, right. you know. So you have, you know, the, the commerce during the day, you know, mm-hmm. people come in and they go to the office building, they go to the dentist, the doctor's office, whatever, yeah. you know. But then uh, people go to work and then they come home. So you got you, you don't need these humongous, I mean, I, I, I'm not a big fan of huge parking lots. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't stand it. So to me, I would love to have an office building where they use, you know, 200 spaces a day and then 200 at night, you know, instead right. of making 400 for during the day, you know, yeah. just, I hate to see asphalt everywhere, you know, yeah. so. <laughs> no, yeah, I know, and that creates so many problems. I mean, <clears throat> we were talking before the show, I'm on, I'm chairman of the Cumberland Conservation Commission, and mm-hmm. I, I am, I do not have a history or knowledge base of, you know, those types of issues regarding yep. environmentalism, but I've learned a lot, and you know, and there are so many problems that come when you have these huge parking lots and yeah. Yeah. all the runoff and mm-hmm. all the problems, the chemicals, and then you know what that does to vegetation and proximity to the parking lots. Yeah, taking and, out the trees and the oxygen for people yep. to breathe and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think you definitely need to have more open space. I'm a big proponent of that. Yeah, sure. and more yeah. trees, more yeah. trees. You know, yep. because we need to have trees to provide shade because trees clean the air. And it, that is something that improves the quality of life. Just, you know, it's a hot summer day. You can yep. go chill out under a tree and get a you know, little respite from the sun. Yep, instead yeah. of a big, big parking lot with 400 cars in it. Yep. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, folks, we're coming up to the end of the show. We've got a couple of minutes left on the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. I want to thank our sponsors, John Dolbeck and the Dolbeck team at Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, 401-321-4401. Anthony Betancourt, managing partner of Beacon Title and Escrow. They are the closing and escrow company of choice for the Luca and Murano team. We send all of our business there. And then, of course, GMET's moving in storage. Whether you want to move your furniture from one side of the house to another while you're having some work done, if you need to put it in storage because, let's say, you're having your floors refinished, or if you're moving across country, GMET's moving in storage can help you out. 401-383-6399 is their number. You've been listening to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. Our guest this week has been Garrett Mancieri. Garrett, thank you very much thank for you, Joe. coming on. Great to be back. Yeah, great to talking to you. Now, Garrett, if anyone has, um, let's say they want to rent space for their building or they need some assistance, some guidance, what's a good number for them to reach you at? My cell phone is everywhere, so you just have to Google my name. But my, my cell phone is uh, yeah. 651-1519. That's it. Excellent. So, you know, Garrett, he's been on the city council. He's been involved in numerous different commissions. So he is he's a real source of information and uh, knowledge and experience that um, you should leverage if you're looking to open a business or relocate a business in the city. Of course, I'm your humble host, Joe Luca. Our number at the Luca and Murano team at REMAX Preferred is 401-232-4300. My partner Don and I work with buyers and sellers of uh, residential and commercial real estate in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. And we'd be more than happy to help you. Um, you can simply go to our website, lucaandmarano.com, to see everything that we have. But other than that, um, we will be back next week. Um, and I just got the warning, battery on my computer is running low. Okay, so we are Still going the to... End of the show then. Right, <laughs> that's it. So we'll be back next week, everyone. Have a great week, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye.
This is WNRI Woonsocket.